Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Blog Talk Radio Coach's Corner. I'm Coach Andrew Poritz from Ingenuity Coaching. On this show, I interview life coaches, business coaches, and other coaches to discuss all aspects of coaching and business. And we'll also take your questions, and you might even have the opportunity for live coaching right on the show. Now, I help people who are transitioning from corporate America to entrepreneurship, and my mission is to inspire and challenge you to dream big dreams, and with my coaching, help you to manifest those dreams into reality. So if you're listening live, and it's 11 o'clock here on the Eastern Standard Time, if, you'd like, if you're listening live and you want to call in with a question, the phone number is 646-929-2893. That's 646-929-2893. And you can also go right to the website, blogtalkradio.com slash coachandrew, and there's a chat room right on the site. You can click on chat, and you can ask any questions you like in the chat room, and I'll be taking a look at those from time to time. And my guest tonight is Jonathan Hefter. Jonathan is the Director of Wellness Circle Ceremonies and Coaching. Jonathan works as a certified transition coach and registered wedding assistant, currently serving as the on-staff personal and business coach at the Darien Center for Integrative Medicine in Darien, Connecticut. Jonathan's a fellow I've known for a little while and really excited to have him on our show. Jonathan, are you with us? Here I am, Andrew. Thanks for having me tonight. Oh, my pleasure. How are you doing? Good. You know, I'm, uh, I'm, I've left the big city behind. I'm enjoying the, the quiet suburbs of, of Connecticut. So it's, uh, it's later than it, it would have felt. You roll the streets up where you live? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, I've gone from uh, city guy to going to bed at, at 9 o'clock, and it's, it's been a wonderful change. My wife and I are expecting our first baby. Lots of Lots of shift, lots of change, and I heard you alluding to your work transitioning people from corporate to uh, starting their own uh, their own businesses, and that's definitely my path, and it's uh, mirrored a lot of greater changes in our lives as well. Mm. That's really cool. You know, uh, by the way, speaking of uh, babies and all that, I'm very excited to tell you that I was conceived in Connecticut. Uh, no, I was awkward. conceived in Milford, Connecticut. Uh, it was many years ago. It was a dark and stormy night, and that's all I remember after crashing into this giant sphere. I was knocked out for nine months. <laughs> well, all the good forces came together on that night, my friend. Glad yeah, it was, it, a, it, was a, it was a good night for everyone, as, as far as yeah. I know. Right on. And that's, that's it for me in Connecticut. After that, I was <laughs> gone into New York. So, uh, so Jonathan, you you have some very interesting things you do. Uh, certainly, an unusual combination of coaching and wedding officiant. Yeah. How on earth did you get into yeah. that? <laughs> well, my did, work, yeah. yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's not as strange as it sounds. Um, my work comes out of over a decade of sitting with men in men's circles as a participant and now as a facilitator and taking on the questions of what does it mean to be a man in the modern world, stepping into your authentic manhood. A lot of my work in, in men's circles involves rites of passage work, wilderness work, vision fast, and other ceremonies-based work. And I thought, how can I take this work 
into the, quote, modern world, living in Manhattan, but doing most of this wilderness work out in Colorado and California. And I thought, get certified as a registered wedding officiant because the weddings are the most commonly accepted way to bring ceremony into the world. You know, it's like if you talk about baby blessings, new house blessings, celebrations of graduation, retirement, some people might be into that work, but if you name a wedding, people pretty much universally accept it as one of life's milestones where a ceremony is accepted and, and created. And that dovetailed as I left a corporate gig, you were alluding to your work, to start a ceremonies business into a coaching relationship and getting sparked to actually bring more coaching into my ceremonies work, premarital coaching, and then personal private clients as well. So my business card said ceremonies, coaching, rites of passage, but it's really all the same thing. It's about marking life's threshold and getting support um, through that transition and really sending out an action plan through a mirroring process of, of what will it take to get there and, and how accountability will be part of that process. So it's really all the same thing in, in my approach. Well, that that's really, really interesting. It's definitely unusual. To, to me, it's unusual. But, you know, I've yeah. also been involved to a great extent with the men's circles, and and so I can definitely relate to that. I can see how you would want to bring that into into the modern world, as you said. And and definitely part of what makes me a distinct ceremonies support person is my inclusion of men in the process. And this is a, a great generalization, and is of course not universally true, but for the most part, a lot of men feel shut out of their wedding process. And I thought a really good thing I could do to support men in the world is to include them in the, the most commonly uh, accepted ceremony, which is going to be their wedding. So, and, and my ideal clients are the, the ones that look at me as a vendor. It's the ones that look at me as their cheerleader, their, their grounding support throughout the entire engagement process. So, of course, I have different packages, and many of them include periodic circles of support, but what I'm much more focusing on now, because that is such a, a huge time commitment, um, and not everybody wants to go all the way down the road with me on what I offer around around a wedding ceremony, is, is just straight coaching. Um, and the people that really gravitate towards my ceremonies work know how to find me, and um, I'm much more interested in, in the, the, the coaching work. That's really taking, taken off in this economy uh, and in, in this social climate. I'm, I'm up here in a very well-to-do area of Connecticut uh, where I find people are really hungry for support of any kind. Now, what, do you generally work uh, individually with people? Yeah, I, I right now really enjoy the one-on-one -on -one process. I enjoy working privately with clients. I do some work with couples. I have yet to have both sides of a couple sit with me at the same time. And part of my methodology helps me to create and maintain very strict boundaries that allow me to coach both sides of a couple separately um, with keeping confidentiality and also not taking sides and all that. Um, but I do work privately, I do work with couples, and then I do group work as well with entrepreneurs, um, and I'm going to be starting a men's circle here in Darien, Connecticut. Well, that's awesome. So what kind of um, the group work, tell me about that. 
the group work is has come out of sitting with private clients that were it started in the city that were mostly wellness entrepreneurs, massage therapists, nutritionists, personal trainers, Pilates instructors, people that are of service to others but have no discipline or system or structure around how they are being supported in the world. And I thought this was a very unique niche. I can't tell you how many people were coming to me that were excellent with their clients and had no system of self-care for themselves. It's the old thing, you know, about the cobbler's children not having any shoes. When I expanded my coaching practice, and now I'm here in Connecticut working with the Integrative Medicine Center, I thought I got to get entrepreneurs in a room together. And it's not just wellness practitioners anymore. Uh, it's, it's business owners and leaders of all shapes and sizes. And it's not a lecture, it's a forum. We sit in a circle. People are invited to share their challenges. And I got to tell you, to sit in a room full of business owners when, when one person names a challenge they've come up against, whether it's being weighed down by administration, being anxious about money, being challenged about how to inspire a team or what have you, and to see the rest of the room nod, you see a switch get flipped. All of us in the entrepreneurial world, to a certain extent, feel alone, feel like no one outside of our world can really relate to what it's like to own your own business. Mm. There's a huge gift. There's a huge breakthrough in doing this work in community for business owners. And my rites of passage approach to coaching segues perfectly into working with business owners, often whose personal blockages are manifesting in how they operate their business. In fact, it's inevitable. So that's, that's really the heart of the group work. And my next event tomorrow night, it's, it's sold out again. And um, I'm really finding this is a much-needed conversation in this economic climate. Wow, very, that's very interesting. You, you, um, yeah, go on. Go ahead. Now, I was going to ask you, you had mentioned um, to me your four gateways methodology, and I wanted to know yeah. more about that. Yeah, you know, it, it comes right out of my work uh, with, with wilderness rites of passage programs, which, of course, are not special just to men. There are, there are vision fasts for women. There are co-ed programs. There are training fasts. There are fasts for youth. And just doing a fast, which is beyond just the juice and cayenne pepper that you might get from a nutritionist, it's, it's more of a soul-based ceremony. Uh, it's a very, very old way. It's about marking your intention in nature. It's about doing it in the container of the natural world. From that, one of my mentors, Tom Daly, who's been a practicing uh, psychotherapist for three decades in Boulder, Colorado, and is also a coach, developed a methodology for shepherding people through a coaching process that's inclusive, that's appreciative of all of the ways they've operated up until then. You know, so much of our world is about cutting out whatever is not shiny and happy, whatever doesn't make us money that moment, whatever might not be totally pretty to look at is stuffed down, pushed to the side, or cut out as a cancer. And the Four Gateways methodology is a map. It's a roadmap. It's about the seasons of life, the seasons of nature. It's archetypal work. If you want to talk, I know we're addressing coaches tonight. Uh, it's king, warrior, magician, lover work. It's very, very old way that it's a, it's a container so much of, of coaching is about creating a strong container to create a boundary of trust 
um, and, a, and a foundation of integrity in the process. And what Four Gateways does is it says, okay, here's the map. How big do you want to play within this map? You have a really strong warrior voice. You're really good in the doing and in the actions and in the scheduling. You're up at 7 a.m. on your email. How's your heart? Maybe that's the part that needs to be nurtured. How are you feeling today? Uh, often my clients are lacking in what we call the sovereign, which is that wise elder in each of us that knows best how to appreciate you know, that, that hurt child that never got appreciated, whatever it might be. And, it's, and as you know, a big distinction between coaching and therapy is it's not dwelling on your parents. It's getting clean with what generated how you work, appreciating it, blessing it, but then saying what shifts need to be made here. So Four Gateways is it, – it cuts across all the, the offerings um, of my company of Witness Circle. It's coaching, it's ceremonies, it's rites of passage. It's about acknowledging the seasons of nature, the seasons of life. And um, it's a series of questions asked from the different archetypal voices. You know, what does your warrior voice have to say about the schedule you're keeping? What is the magician in you, the architect, the part of you that tries to figure everything out, have to say about these tears that are flowing, you know, that are just coming to you? Um, so, you know, we could go a, a long time on, on, on the different archetypes, but I, I generally sure. think my clientele as, as looking at things from a being place, a feeling place, a doing place, and a thinking place. You use those words, people can really, really get into it. So, Jonathan, what's your, uh, what's your archetype? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, uh, you know, what's, what's my flavor? You know, it's how it was taught to me is that when all of the directions, when all of the ways are up and spinning, then you're, you're full in the world and when you're alive. You know, if I never embrace my inner feminine, part of my magician, part of my, my, the part of me that's in the West, the part of me that got hurt, that got cut, that started to know my own boundaries as a teenager, the place of memory and feelings, of introspection, of transition, you know, a lot of things that happen in the West when we harvest. Um, if I never embrace my inner feminine, I'll never fully be able to move into the north, into the sovereign. And, you know, we could go a long time on this, but I know through this work, and when I got certified, the first thing we did, it was not a lecture, it was experiential. They said, all right, who's got something they want to put out there on the carpet? I mean, we stepped right in. And what I realized is I'm really strong in the lover. You know, I mean, the tears flow really easily for me with my wife being pregnant and, and we moved up here to Connecticut I am very in touch with my heart, with the emotions of it. I am challenged sometimes to take very strict action and be quite ruthless with my, my action items that I set up for myself. Mm. Um, we're all strong and deficient in, in certain gateways, in certain shields, certain directions, and it's, it's not good or bad. We're, we're beyond right and wrong here. We're talking about naming it and then saying, okay, well, what needs to be nurtured here? You know, it's like... Um, you know, my hunch is we, we live in a warrior magician culture and we haven't had a true sovereign in this country for quite a long time, let alone look at how that's resonated in our bodies and in our hearts, you know, in a, in a nation where I think 53% of the populace is, is obese and, you know, all the statistics are just staggering that we're not acknowledging our bodies. So um, I'm, I'm really excited about a return to true wellness that I see happening, especially with the, per, with the practitioners that gravitate towards the way that I work, so... I was actually just on a client call a little while ago where I talked uh, about uh, the wellness and health and wellness as a foundation. Because you can't have anything if you don't have that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, 
when I'm working with my, my business clients, we go, we go for tangible business goals rooted in reality as a game. Let's have fun with it. Let's talk about $115,000 a year. Let's talk about a book, you know, be on Oprah in the next 18 months. Let's go for it as a game. How many practitioners, especially in the wellness industry, have their self-worth tied up in whether or not they realize those goals? And to acknowledge them, this happens in large part, Andrew, because they're so inspired to do what they do. They've, they've lived a life where they were obese, and so they are passionate about sharing nutrition. They know what it's like to get coached through a corporate transition, and so they're passionate about helping those that are weighed down by sitting in a cubicle and staring at a computer all day. So we go for business goals as a game, but true wellness requires them, I, I charge them, I challenge them to get support of their own. I mean, I've never met a man or a woman who can do it by themselves. It's not about not empowering people. It's exactly the opposite. It's empowering them enough to see that their vision, their goals, their dreams are worth sharing in community and getting the proper support. So it's, yeah, true wellness, you know, beyond a crunchy granola description of holistic <laughs> health care, let's really talk about an integrated model. Let's, let's really talk about how that's going to look, you know. It's like everybody wants to set themselves apart and talk about how we're distinct, and I I coach business owners on niche, on finding your ideal clients, about asking for specific referrals. Mm -hmm. But let's get really straight. None of us have all the answers. No coach, no support person, no trainer, you know, no teacher has, has all the ways wrapped up. The best ones are the ones that are going to give you your practice back to yourself. We're going to say, I don't have the answer. I'm going to help sharpen your tools to create answers yourself and if that means a weekly coaching call and then you also go running and you check in with a nutritionist and you're learning meditation great for some people their their medicine their their wellness is is playing on softball teams and and goofing with their kids or spending time with elders let's create a system of self-care that nurtures you so you're freed up to do what you do well and you're not one of the many many burned out entrepreneurs who feel betrayed by their methodology that train them how to do what they do, but now not how to run a business that provides that service. That's a, that's a huge piece that I work with on entrepreneurs. Wow. That's really, that's really cool. <laughs> you know, and I, I appreciate your, your, your patience. I'm really inspired by this. You know I mean? I know what it's like to leave corporate to go do what, what you do. I, I find this is the only conversation I'm having anymore, Andrew. My wife is joining the integrative medicine practice in Darien with her Pilates. She's absolutely the best there is, but she, beyond that, she has a commitment to an experience that each of her clients has that makes her distinct. And we had a staff development day today where people were in tears. It's like they are so weighed down by trying to shine in the world that they feel disconnected from why they started doing what they're doing in the first place. That's the level that I work at. So who cares if you had $115,000 a year if you're doing your QuickBooks at 2 in the morning? Who cares? You know, so it's like at what cost are we realizing these goals? And I live in, a, in, a, in an area, Andrew, where it was the number two community in the country hit in this recession. The number two community, the majority of people in Fairfield County and especially in the Darien, Stanford area, make their money in finance. Mm -hmm. You know, the majority of my wife's clients are 
this is a generalization, but are the wives of men who work in the city or in Stanford in finance. And who are you as a modern-day man if you're not a money-making machine? Who are you if you're not able to support that $15,000 mortgage? Who is holding these men's hearts and these women's hearts? I love working with women as well. You know, but who is holding your heart? Who is actually supporting you and not asking more of you in the money-making process, in the family process, in the wedding process? You know, who, who is not just sending you an invoice, but who's actually supporting your intention of what you're marking in the world? Who's backing up your marriage, not just your wedding? You know, and, and for you, and it's so beautiful the work you do, Andrew, you're constantly giving it away to us as coaches. You know, I know that for you a big piece is supporting coaching happening in the world in general, whether people sign up with you or not. And that's, that's yeah. huge. You know, can we get beyond a scarcity hoarding mentality and ask ourselves fiercely, what is my gift to the world? What is the experience I wish for everybody that touches my practice? whether they're an investor, a vendor, a partner, or a client, or the person working my admin. You know, it's like, how, what is my giveaway? How do I want to be remembered? Uh, and that's, that is, that is a, a groundbreaking question. A lot of business coaches can coach you on marketing, but when it gets into what's stopping you personally from knocking on those doors and telling your powerful marketing message, who are you going to go to? You know? But what does it really mean to be a person of support? So, And I know that... You're, you're down for this. Uh, you're working at this level as well, Andrew. It's, it's a much, much needed role in this world. Well, thank you, Jonathan. I really appreciate that. It means a lot, especially coming from you. <laughs> well, I, yeah. I mean it. You know, and it's, it's sometimes, and I think it happened with you and I, it's, it's realizing what connections you've actually created. You know, it's mm-hmm. like being accountable for who you've actually called into your life, celebrating your wins, realizing that the universe or whatever you want to call it, really does want the best for you, that our natural state, our natural inclination is to be sources of kindness and compassion and abundance. And my, my best friend, who I've been working with, with men for 15 years, looked at me one day over a, a diner in the middle of Manhattan, which, you know, some of the best conversations happen over a, at a diner uh, in New York City. He looked at me and he said, you know, Jonathan, he said, if I have abundance, he said, if I have abundance, but you don't, that's not abundance. Mm. Wow, so simple. It's like when are we going to realize that we are reaping right now the results of a scarcity, hoarding, and self-interested mentality? That there is a way to have your business be your giveaway and create financial abundance. You know? and, that's, and looking at coaching as a business, you know, I, I, I lecture, I speak from what I've gone through and what I'm continuing to go through. You know, it's like part of me doesn't want to charge anything for what I do. Like who am I to charge for it at all? It's not my work. It's been happening for, you know, conservatively 65,000 years in this way. People have been sitting together. And another part of me says you can't pay me enough to support a 19-year-old couple who's engaged for a year who I worked with at 12 different times who almost broke up on my couch twice and paid me two hundred dollars? <laughs> it's like it's awesome. It's you know, let's get into it. Let's talk about it. Um, and I know money is a huge, huge piece in the coaching world. I say let's get into it. Let's not dodge the conversation. 
You know, I have found that, uh, you know, I have coached uh, pro bono. I've given it away to, uh, I've done a lot of work where I've offered my services to, for example, a, 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 a nonprofit doing, yeah. you know, giving away prizes. And I've said, okay, give, you can give away a month of my coaching as, as a certain uh, dollar value. And uh, it's been really great, and I've worked with people in that way. But I've also found, by and large, that if I've done it for free, meaning that no nobody has paid anything, so at least in those circumstances, they've bought, they they've bid on it. They may not be yep. paying me, but they've paid something. They have something at stake, and they're invest they're invested. When you're invested in it, you tend to take it more seriously. Yep. I think the more you're invested, the more serious you take it. So if you don't charge for coaching, if you charge too low for coaching, it's just not taken quite as seriously. Yeah, you know, and a, a couple things that I, I'm inspired by what you just said. The first thing is you get more of what you focus on. You know, what you focus on expands. And whenever an, a business owner is complaining to me about their clientele, I said, well, what are you doing to attract more of your ideal clients? not just more clients in general because you're focused on, on the bills, but more of your ideal clients, the pay and stay, the ones who are buying your top package, the ones who are your powerful sources of referrals. You know? um, and you know, the, other, the other thing that's, that's coming to me is, especially as support professionals, what is stopping you from seeing the value of your offering, and you know, one of the one of the mantras that I, I came away with, I did uh, T. Harv Eker of the Peak Potential, his Gorilla Business School, and it said, you know, I get I get paid for my value, mm-hmm. not for my time, not for my time. I get paid for my value, not for my time. And that. and so many of us, you know, and that's kind of the curse of just doing one on one coaching is that you're not able to make multiple money. You know, you're getting, you're working once and getting paid once. And often that's, and that's, there's nothing that says you have to get big. But if your complaint is you're only getting paid once and working once, what is stopping you from creating a group program or creating sellable products, you know, or using social networking or creating a, a blog radio show? It's like constantly the question is what's stopping you and can we go for your abundant goals as a game? As a game, can we have fun with it? You know, it's like you may you may have that hundred thousand dollar year, you may not. But what is going to be the term the determinant of how you feel about yourself? You know, it's like and another thing is said the people that really want to work with me, you know, when I do a wedding, it's like you want to work with me, come up here to Connecticut, sit in my office, block out an hour. You know, you're going to take time. When I do my wilderness work in Colorado, you re- you're you want to work. You really want to work in the way my teacher puts it to me. It says, you want to meet God? Come sit on the mountain for three days and three nights with no food. And that requires you getting on a plane, you know, backpack and sleeping bag, arranging your own food for the prep time, hauling your gear up the mountain. It's like we want to work with the people who want to work. And, and increasingly, I am less and less interested in mediocrity. <laughs> You know, I ask excellence of myself, and my job is to hold people to the fire to their own excellence. You know, and and you know, and we have fun with it as well. But it's it's like, 
how is life going? Is, is okay enough for you? How would an extraordinary life look for you? you know, mm, okay I love that now? word. Are, yeah, totally. You know, aren't you bored by okay? God, it's like, aren't we bored with just getting by? And I don't mean just money, but I mean, it's like, how's your marriage? How's your relationship? How's your living space? You know, how is how you're seen in the world? You know, what is stopping you from an extraordinary vision for your life, for your business, for your children? So that's, you know, it's like, we're just at the tip of the iceberg here. And, uh, and as, you, as you're finding out, A, I have a lot to say, <laughs> and I appreciate your patience. Oh, that's me, okay. I love listening to you. You know, and yeah, B, I, what you get, as you know very well, Andrew, what you get is more questions. Mm, you get, there are true. no answers. You get, you get more questions. More questions is good. Yeah. You know, the, 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 interesting, the difference between um, – Ordinary and extraordinary is—it's it, it, actually very small. Yeah, if you, it really is. It's like extraordinary. Is if you look at some really great results, and you say, "Well, that's a great result." And how much more is it until it's extraordinary? And it's just that much more. Like I can't do this on air. Where it's like between your your thumb and your forefinger, it's just that little bit more. You know, the difference between the person who wins a, a a race and the person who wins who gets sets the new world's record, it's right. often a fraction of a second. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, you know, so many of my clients come in. I have them, you know, it's a 16-page welcome kit. I have them fill out. I mean, I, I want to know the snapshot of where you're at and where you wish to go. And so many of my clients come in, and it's beautiful, with a fix-it attitude. If only I had a breakthrough in this area, then I would be this kind of person. Mm. And so what you're naming, the, the difference between ordinary and extraordinary, often happens naturally, and this is a key distinction, happens naturally as a result of who my clients become inspired to be in the world. So in other words, instead of needing that $100,000 a year, for example, to be happy in the world, we get at what's stopping them from being a happy being in the world. And then, of course, $100,000 is going to flow to you. Why? Because you're going to do the things that happy people do, which is powerful marketing, telling the compelling story of your business, sharing your vision with anyone who will listen, taking action in the world, and doing it with joy and ease. Those are the people that $100,000 flows to. Not mm. the people who make it the end all to their problems. It's it's like ironic and it's simple though, you know. That's uh, it's it's so true. <laughs> really is. Um, by the way, before I uh, forget, I'd like to uh, announce again that the phone number for this show is six four six nine two nine. 2893 if you're listening live and you want to ask a question. And we have a chat room. And I do have one person in the chat room has posted a question. All right, let's go. Okay. I actually have two people in the chat room now. Um, I have uh, Diane and guest 6216. Um, Diane's question was, how can someone tap into their self without having to use an outside source? So, yeah. I guess in our context would be, you know, how could you, where can you go in addition to, obviously we're here, we're here to talk about coaching, but how, how can you tap more into yourself? Yeah. 
my in my experience, the roadmap for tapping into yourself or whatever you want to call it happens when you have a mirror in your life. I see mm. myself as, as a mirror. My job is not that I, I have any answers or sprinkle any pixie dust. My job is to act as a mirror. And without judgment, to hold it up to my clients and say, well, how is this working out for you, having operated this way? For many people, to the person who wrote this question, I'm saying uh, the mirror is a person. It's a friend. It's an elder. Um, it's your kids. I mean, I, 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 wow, when I'm around kids, they, know, they go right to it as a mirror. Um, for a lot of people, though, however, tapping into yourself comes through the mirroring of an inspired book, um, a, a TV program that you just happen to catch and you feel like somebody's speaking right to you, uh, a reminder of somebody that you used to know. I mean, you're on Facebook and you hear from somebody and you see the way their life went and it sparks you asking questions of yourself. It's whatever's going to take you out of the automatic reactions, which is all we are in some level, right? We're automatically in the rut of what we've always done when that impulse has come at us. Whatever's going to give you perspective enough to see, oh, my goodness, this is what I've been doing, and I'm ready to make a shift around that. So, of course, a person is only one way. It's whatever works for you to mirror your own choices back to you. And, of course, some of the powerful ways are ways that allow you space, yoga, meditation, time in nature. These are things that do not add to our clutter but attempt to weed it out. So they, are, they go right to the quick, right to the core, um, and mirror back to you in a way you cannot hide from what's keeping you from your, from your being. So it's, sometimes it's a person, sometimes it's a book, it's a poem, it's, it's sitting in a, in a backyard realizing, wow, I, I spent a lot of time at work this week. Whatever's going to act as a mirror. That's a, a big word for me. Yeah, I, I, I'm a big fan of uh, affirmations and positive self-talk. Oh, yeah, awesome. And what I talked you, about what, that on an earlier show, actually. What's the I'm biggest sorry? thing you get out of doing an affirmation each day, Andrew? When you do an affirmation each day, you, first of all, you have repetition. And the, the biggest thing about you know, affirmations are the opposite of the, of the data we hear constantly, which is generally negative. We're constantly being told that we cannot do what we cannot achieve, what's impossible, what's challenging. Uh, you hear every day the economy, you know, oh, yeah. in this economy, and the people use that as a as, as a a mantra. It's now a mantra. Well, you know, in this economy, and people are not starting things, or people are not doing things, or t convinced that they that there's nothing out there, and it's uh, a lot of it is just a story that you tell yourself. So why not yeah. tell yourself another story? What you hear over and over again repeated will eventually become to your subconscious mind the truth, just as a negative has become the truth. Right. It washes yep. away. Oh. If you do it enough, it, will, it becomes the truth. And, and so beautiful, Andrew, and relating that to the, the, the writer's question, you took something that was true about you, something that was inspired inside of you, and you made it an external thing that supported you each day. Mm -hmm. You know, the, the, the question was, how can I do this without having outside support? It, it always is something that's true about you. I mean, my commitment is that my clients know best 
how to care for themselves. They just maybe need somebody to guide the ship a little bit. But if it's generated from within or for somebody reflecting your choices back to you, if it gets on paper, if it becomes a post-it on your desk, if it's that subscription to that inspiring magazine, if it's that DVD, that walk in the woods that you take every first day of spring, every year, no matter what, whatever it is, if it becomes something outside of you that can anchor you, that can ground you, that can support you and not judge you, um, that's, that's the first step towards true perspective in my judgment. Wow. So uh, let me see now. And well, first of all, I want to make sure but before we uh, let too much time pass, if you tell us more about uh, how to find you, Jonathan. Yep. My own work, Witness Circle, you can read about on witnesscircle.com. My work with the Darien Center for Integrative Medicine is available at Darien, which is D as in David, A-R-I-E-N as in Nancy, I-M, is in Mary, so Darian I am for integrative medicine.com. Darian I am.com. I'm listed there under the staff. Um, I have a monthly teleseminar which is designed to give you a taste of the experience of working with me. Every two months, I have my evening workshop for entrepreneurs, and there are discounts to contract with me at the end of each uh, of these events. But I, I really enjoy hearing from people that are acting on a prompting moved by my words and by who I'm committed to being for them. It's saying yes at the end of that hour teleseminar. And often what we'll talk about in the first session is what previous to that would have held you back from making that phone call or committing or saying yes. So often it becomes not what the client on paper has listed as the goals they want or the breakthroughs that they wish, but about what came up for them filling out the 16-page kit? What voices mm. arose in them at the end of my teleseminar when I said, and if you contract now, you'll get $200 off? All the voices start to swirl around, and, and everybody's inspired until we talk about money, and let's get into it. Let's talk about it. How can we unapologetically name the voices that are arising in us? Because that is where the juice is. You know, It's like that's, that's the whole point. So, yeah, witnesscircle.com. Darianim.com. Excellent. And you you have a, a newsletter, correct? I do. I do. You can you can email me at coaching at witnesscircle.com and put in the subject Ezine sign up. Ezine sign up, and I'll add you to my mailing list. Every three weeks, every three Mondays, I put out my e newsletter on coaching ceremonies rites of passage. There's always value. My commitment is to always provide value in a world where we're marketed to uh, so incessantly. And I remember in, when I was in Manhattan in my networking group hearing the first day the speaker said, the average American is exposed to 2,500 marketing messages a day. 2,500. And in Manhattan, it's more like 4,300. And so when you get my email, you can rest assured there is value in it for you. I definitely deliver for what I charge. Well, I will, I will uh, vouch for you on that. I always enjoy getting your e-zines, Jonathan. Thanks, man. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, I, so, get, I, get uh, about, I'm up to, I get about 20 a day now. Okay. I, literally, I get about 20 different e-zines a day. And it's, I'm, I'm shocked 
I, it's like it's it's awesome. It's beautiful. It's also really hard to see to see how I'm actually getting away from email. I mm-hmm. only check my email twice a day, and if you haven't noticed that, if you haven't read the Four Hour Work Week, every coach out there read the Four Hour Work Week. Begin to create the structure and systems that support you to be your best when you're working so that when you're not working, you're not working. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I'm getting away from, from email, and I'm much more interested in sitting with people, which is why, unlike a lot of coaches, I coach primarily in person, although I do phone work, and I like sitting in groups where we're in a circle and it's not a lecture. Yeah, we're, we're definitely on the opposite end of the spectrum on that. I, I prefer the phone myself. But I also enjoy the one-on-one person in face-to-face. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's, you know, I have a lot of mentors in this work that uh, would prefer to get rid of their email altogether, and and I think that's awesome. It's like, you know, I I would be a hypocrite if I didn't want, um, if I cursed my technology. It's like it's just as sacred as sitting on the phone. That's part of what frees me up to be passionate about my work here in the urban world is I know that my iPhone is as sacred as a talking stick when I'm in a men's circle. You know, it's mm. like I would be a hypocrite if I curse the technology just because I don't want uh, my, my friends that live in Midtown to see what I'm doing as not enough just because it happens with backpacks and sleeping bags out in Colorado. It's like it's all sacred. It's all special. It's like, can we just get over ourselves and realize these are just new ways to connect? But can we also consciously track what's the impact of getting, you know, getting 20 marketing emails a day? What's the impact of that for the work, for our hearts, for our pocketbooks? You know, it's like there's a real-world consequence, and I think we should name it. And my, my sense is, and I know, I, um, again, I'm, I know I'm, talking a lot here but it's it's like it's really important especially for coaches like my sense is that there's a shift happening in our attitudes around electronic devices you know i don't bring my my cell phone with me everywhere just because (laughs) yeah i I mean seriously you know it wasn't that long ago that i didn't even have one and you know what i was fine i used to carry a quarter and a token in my pocket in manhattan when there were tokens and that was it I'd carry a quarter to make a phone call and a token if I had to get on the subway. You know, it's like, I think I'm feeling a shift in the world around email, around constantly answering a phone. You know, let's have boundaries. You know, some some of my clients, their biggest challenge, Andrew, and I don't know if you find this, is committing to their 55 minutes a week. Right. By the way, speaking of uh, 55 minutes a week, we're just about out of our 45 Ah. minutes. One awesome. minute to go, so I want go to ahead. thank Anything you very you much, Jonathan. It's been terrific. Uh, thank you again for being on the show. And thank you so uh, much. Jonathan Hefter, excellent coach and excellent interview. Again, my name is Andrew Poritz uh, here at Coach's Corner, and you can always listen to the show on playback 24-7. If you'd like to be a guest on my show, drop me a line at coach at andrewporitz.com, and we'll – We'll have you on the show if you're another coach. And thank you, everyone, for listening. Thanks again, Jonathan. And we'll be back next week. Good night.